Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Episode 37 is another coach's rowing table. We really tried to avoid coronavirus talk too much, as I think we've all just about heard enough, but it truly is hard to avoid, so you will hear some references to it. This episode, we focused on goal setting for short and long-term goals, as well as looking at rest and recovery again, especially in relation to these times. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Okay, welcome to the Coaching Roundtable with myself, Daniel Ferugia, Isabel Ross, and Ashley Drew. I hope you're all having a, a good time when you listen to this, and we're all doing lots of fun running and entering heaps of races. I'm just, I'm just kidding. No one's doing that. <laughs> I'm going, I'm thinking, where's People this going? I don't understand. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, how are you going, guys? Again, yeah, no, we, um, we, we, it's funny. I think with these podcasts in the future, this is a message to all the people who are listening to this in the future, in, in like, in maybe a year from now, and they'll listen to this, and it's like a time, ca- an audio time capsule. Yeah. I sort of think about that with all podcasts because yeah. it's going to date. You know, they're going to go, wow, those idiots were in quarantine or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. I mean, it is true. It's it's going to be interesting to look back and think, wow, that's where we were mentally and not just physically but mentally as well and, and, and to see how we've changed since then. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, hopefully if someone is listening to this in the future, that races haven't been cancelled forever and that everyone's been able to, in, if you're listening to it in 2021, that you're out there smashing heaps of races and then the coronavirus is just a distant memory um anyway so today we've got we've actually managed to come up with three questions of sorts just it was uh it was hard and i guess we'll start with ashley what's your uh question or statement we might say well mine is mine is longer term goals and speaking of uh quarantine just to to add it to the mix so that when people are listening back uh, I have not travelled further than 400 metres from my house in the last two weeks. And before that, for the three weeks before that, the furthest I had travelled from the house was four kilometres. That's good. Doing all the right things, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, doing all the right things. Uh, to be quite honest, I am enjoying seeing the very, very subtle changes of my neighbourhood. Yeah. Um, and like what do you just, mean? Oh, just little tiny things like uh, there's – so I've been running the same loop. And I to, to run 12Ks in a session, um, I run 10 loops. And I can tell you that one particular plant today – has one oh. flower on it coming yeah, up. Nice. And I can tell you that yesterday it had four flowers on it. Oh, um, okay. So just little tiny things like that. Or the can I tell you what I've noticed in my neighbourhood? Yeah. Heaps more rubbish on the ground as people eat more takeaway. Yes. Really? Yeah, it's disgraceful. I'm sorry. See, I've seen the reverse. Oh, far less rubbish. Clearly, we live in different neighborhoods. Yeah, like yes. my neighborhood maybe is not quite so concerned about keeping it clean. 
Wow. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. It is, um, isn't it? Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot more people out and about, and which is, yes. I think, in in many ways, is a good thing. But good things, but like with all things, like there's some downsides as well. And I think we all probably, but we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it's really cool, Ashley, that you're you're being so attentive. Some you might say you're being quite mindful, which is good. You know, like you're noticing your surroundings because you're seeing them so often. You know the same surroundings. It's, it's, um... Yeah, I've I've never spent so much time in such. You know, normally it used to be that I'd go for a run, and you know I'd like mm. to go for a long run. And the the idea was never to to ever do the same pathway twice. Whereas no, now no. now the aim is to do the same path over and over and over. Um, yeah. And, but to see the differences, and I mean, this morning I took a photograph of a leaf in the middle of the road because it was just something different on the road. Um, mm. And I, I, I haven't downloaded it yet, but um, off the, the, the camera. But, yeah, just little things like that that I would not normally have really taken massive. I would have taken more of a, a global view of things, and now I'm taking definitely a much more narrow view um, and enjoying mm. those those little bits and pieces. Um, I'm enjoying seeing the same people walk their dogs at the same time each day. Yes, um, yep. I'm getting to know more people or no, you know, know recognise. Yeah, yeah, recognise more people in my area. Uh, yesterday afternoon, like normally the, I live only two doors from a park, and um, the park is normally pretty quiet. And I'm about to have that tilt tray go back past, but. Um, the park's normally a pretty quiet place, but yesterday afternoon it was packed, like just families, all the families, mm. you know, kids were out and they're on their skateboards and scooters and, and bikes and heavily using the park. Um, and I so are you saying that that's a good continues. thing or a not so good thing? I, I think that's know. a great thing. They were all, they were all being Practicing distant. social they distancing? Yeah. Yep. yeah, they weren't. They were, what I mean is the whole park, everyone was spread out across yeah. the park, but they were utilising the facilities um, as family groups. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is lovely to see sort of more families coming together and they're not so busy, busy, busy driving their kids to all these different things and, and perhaps dads are home more too and sort of seeing more of the family unit connecting again. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's, that is occurring a lot. Um, I know that, I mean, I ran yesterday uh, – few times and my daughter then joined me for a bit of that as well um which was you know fantastic and i've noticed other people running and then their, their kids are like riding their bikes beside them and stuff like that stuff that i wouldn't normally see you know you'd see them yeah. early in the morning they would be fiercely trying to get in their run before they had to head to work whereas now mm. the, the pace is a bit more relaxed mm -hmm. um and they're actually being more social within their family enjoying the time together but still doing the same or similar physical activities so yeah yeah i like it mm. excellent yeah oh it's really good um so isabel mm -hmm. you're uh so you have your i didn't question. cover my subject at all but we'll we'll move on well, to you, that later. you did it a bit you did more or less so you are uh, you covered the you did the lot so you're talking about long-term goals Long-term um, goals. And, and you, then you can tell us a bit about 
the experience that you're going through at the moment, which is really good. Yes. Um, Isabel, how about mm -hmm. you? So I'm looking at, I know we've got to look long term um, because basically there are no races in the short term, but we still need to think about a purpose for training now and a purpose for running and, and what that could be and different sort of goals that we can have, not necessarily short term goals, but just general goals that we can have to give our running meaning as opposed to just running aimlessly. But um, so, and, and there's something different for everyone and, and we can sort of throw around some ideas just to give people ideas of what they could focus on for the, for the, probably the next six months at least. Yeah, no, that's, um, it's good. Yeah. I think um, I put a post sort of similar to that effect about goals on the coaching roundtable group page. Uh, I don't know if you guys had a look at that, but got I did really have a look responses. at it. I've, I've yeah. commented a couple of times. I haven't personally added yeah. anything. Mm. But yeah, no, it's um because I think yeah we definitely goals are super important. I mean, we humans are goal driven creatures, so I think yes. short term goals, short term goals are the stepping stones to those longer term goals because you don't want to turn your back on everything. I mean, I think no, it's okay right. to have a, have a break because and to adjust to everything, but um. Yeah, no, so it's good. And um, before we get right into it, so I guess my my uh, topic was to basically talk about tapering, in but in a more general sense and sort of a, more of the from the coaching standpoint, um, and the effect that a proper recovery and or taper period has on your on your performance. And um, and I'm I bring that up because. Uh, my mileage has dropped considerably just with everything that's going on and but which is I'm finding a little bit frustrating and however the upside is I'm feeling really fast and really like I feel like like I said to you guys off before we started recording I feel like I could bust out a few different personal bests you know like um but I need to keep training now it's basically like I did a uh, I, I uh, trained for a race that didn't that I didn't run, mm. and then I tapered for a race that I didn't run. Whereas usually I'd be recovering during this period, I just sort of didn't do anything. You know, I just stopped. You know, so it was yeah. So I guess yet again, all these goals kind of feed into each other in a certain way. Um, all these questions that we've got, you know. So um, but yeah. But I guess we should. What should we talk about first? Should we talk about short-term goals first, perhaps? I think we should go short-term goals first because I think that's probably the most relevant mm. directly yeah. right now. Um, yeah. And then okay, I'll so go so on. yeah, and then we'll go to long-term goals, and then we'll yeah talk about the rest and recovery in between. Yeah, yeah. in between those sort of goals. Yeah. Sure, all right. So so. If, if, you know, a runner's had all their races for the year cancelled, although I, I do believe that by November we'll be racing again, um, <clears throat> certainly within our home states, not perhaps interstate, yeah. but um, yeah. what we can, there's all, just because there's no races as such, that's no reason that we can't strive to improve and, and we shouldn't just be, you know, necessarily ticking over and and I think I mean for instance on the weekend I went out and did a street orienteering race now normally I would do that of an evening with a group of people you know it's it's an actual organized event instead I downloaded an app 
ran because they they you can click you know events near me I ran to the where the event would start it clicked the timer on on my app once I was in the location of the start location and then I ran around using the map on the app and as I would pass the control checkpoints they would click off on my app um, saying That's I've great. clicked at that control yep so and I had what yeah, and I had one hour to finish it and X amount of controls to try and get. And, you know, by the end, I was really pushing it to make it back in time and um, really pushing it hard. And um, and then it gives you your results. And then at the end of the week, it gives you your results against everyone else who may have run to it and done the course. Fantastic. Yeah. What so the, there's... Oh, I love it. I want to do it. Yeah, go. Yeah, keep going. It is, it is such a good concept and... You can, I, there's about five different courses that I can do within my local area just by running to it. And um, you can always do them again and just maybe do it and hit them from a different direction and those sorts of things. So that's one form of goal. There's on Strava, there are heaps of um, different um, virtual races popping up all the yeah. time. Um, I know um, we were talking, Daniel, about how some of your coaching clients had the goal of being able to run, say, a certain hill faster than they normally would. Or yeah. perhaps you could even focus on, like I know on the Dandenongs, um, we have a big long hill called Zigzag. And if you, and plenty of runners live within running distance of that, the, the focus could be running the whole thing without walking or, yeah, you know, improving in different ways, which will come back tenfold when it's race yeah, season man. and you're right i think like with your focus if you focus in on something a very specific goal like running a hill the indirect benefit is you're actually going to get better in other areas of your running as well like you're not just going to get get better at running that hill you'll get better at everything <laughs> yeah well you, so, you'll yeah. get better at your stronger legs mentally i mean the mental strength yeah. required to run a hill and not walk it's, it takes a lot because you're, that little monkey on your back's going, just walk, take, you know, this yeah, might yeah. as well walk, you know. But to push through that in a race, that, that when it eventually comes to race season, you know, that will really repay you. Yes, yes. No, that's a great one. I, I, I um, that remind that thing you were talking about before, the orienteering, was that mm. an app? Yeah, it's called Map Run F. I don't know what the F is for. There used to be Map Run. <laughs> I think yeah. what it's for. But now it's Map Run F. So download it. That, that's for Victoria. I'm not sure. Or I've only used it in Victoria. Perhaps the same app is has, um, it depends on different states. This is Vic Street Orienteering has directed me to that app. But I'm sure each state has their own orienteering organisation and I bet they probably use the same app. And the controls are actually in the the um the power poles. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you run past yeah. the power poles, and it you know um it clicks off the control. It is, and you sort of it comes up on your phone. Bing! You've got it, and you're like, oh, and you get all excited, and it's you know, and it's just, and you've like I said, you've got one hour. So it's like doing a one hour tempo run. But you're using yeah. your brain as well, so you're not really focusing on how hard you're pushing because you're having so much fun figuring out where to run next. Yeah, I um, I love it. There's a there's an app that I downloaded and I used to use years ago, probably like seven, eight years ago, and um, basically it was it was like a second generation iPhone that I had. Yeah. Um, 
and it was um but this app it, and i think it's still around it was it's sort of a narrative app but for runners so a store basically it's it was it was called zombies run so basically it's a zombie apocalypse story uh -huh. that, that, <laughs> that seems appropriate but wait, <laughs> it's really good it's really good because you um so basically you're part of the story and so you're there, there's a guy basically it's like you've got an earpiece on and you do it when you're out like and there's someone talking to you and telling you that you've got to run like it's saying oh god you got to run to that first checkpoint but watch out we need supplies watch out for the zombies and then um and then you'll hear zombies every now and again you'll get chased by zombies and so basically every few minutes you've got to like pick up the pace and if you're carrying your, if you've got it on your phone if you get t if you don't pick up your pace enough the zombies will get you and your phone vibrates and you you it shocks you uh -huh. and it and it's so you actually it doesn't matter so if you're going really slow like if you're already running quickly and you don't pick up your pace the zombies will get you and so it's just it's just a really great way to do a fartlek run with a narrative an ongoing narrative um that you can just um keep going with which, and then, I know which is great but the, the reason i'm focusing on the street orienteering is it's more like yeah. it's something you can work to improve on like each time yeah, you yeah. Get, more, get more controls that one that's a great for a workout and i totally agree and i, I want to find yeah. out what that app is from you but yeah. um but there's lots but of things the, like that too you know yeah, like with the street orienteering or virtual yeah. racing it's something it can be more goal orientated which a lot of yeah, I love it. runners need is the goals Absolutely. Yeah. No. Have you ever done anything like that, Ashley? I haven't done a zombie apocalypse run. No. Um, <laughs> the, clo the closest I've got to that is, is running um, through Swanbank here in Ipswich, which uh, it, it feels like you're running through a, a war zone. Um, right. And yeah, it's just something different very different it's it's not it's it's the, like the industrial hub of Ipswich and oh, okay. uh yeah it it definitely feels that way but um no I haven't I do have a question though when yes. you guys head out for a run like I'll often head out for a run and I will have a goal for that day so it might be today's a tempo run or um you know this, this morning was literally just to turn my legs over. So that was the aim of this morning. And so this morning, like I walked and then I went, right here, well, I'll run for a bit. So I ran for a bit. And then I started making short-term goals, which were, okay, between this light post and that tree, I'm going to pick up the pace to this pace. Then I'm going to drop it back down to this pace. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to, going to walk that hill and I'm going to sprint that hill. Um, yep. And so I change up the goals and then I'll look at my watch and I do that on a, on a run regularly um, where I, I change it within the, the run. The, the overall aim is still there, but I change or add goals within the run. So do you guys do that? Uh, go, Isabel. You got? Yeah, I mean, I, I always every run has a purpose for me. Yes, and me yes, I I do sometimes change the goals depending on how I'm feeling and that sort of stuff. Um, but I normally have a basic outline of what I'm going to do. I yeah. Um, I do something. I'm a bit like Isabel. Every every run has a purpose, and I mean, at the moment, I've been a little bit unstructured given everything. But generally when I'm training, 
like I will, yeah, absolutely. Like today's run is a threshold run, or it's an, if it's an easy yeah. run, I, I keep it easy no matter what, you know. Like yes. um, if it and or sometimes I might do like a pickup run where it's sort of I progress the pace a little, and that's deliberate, you know. Like or like you, Ash, it might be sometimes I'll go, okay, I'm gonna. Every little rise, every little hill, I'm going to push, but I'm going to take it easy on the downs, or or vice versa. You know, easy. You know, um, I think it's good to definitely when you walk out the door to have a like a purpose for your run, like to know yeah. what the run is going to be, and even if that means you're going to be mixing it up within the run. You know, doing running four different paces throughout the run. You know, you need to have. I think it's important. Because it stops you from getting carried away and then falling into the trap of running, mm. running all your runs too hard, you know, yep. or too, or, or, you know, I, I always, even now, I've got the 80 20, 80 20 mindset, you know, 80% yep. of my running needs to be easy and 20% needs to be uh, harder, you know. So, yeah, I think that's something that doesn't change. No, yeah, I just always and, and find that's... myself playing with my runs. Yeah. yeah, and that's um, sort of goal setting within your runs. The short-term goals I'm, I'm looking at is more sort of um, or what I wanted to talk about was something that you can plan for for the next two months. Right, I'm going to do um, this virtual 10K race around where I live. I'm going to map out a little 10K course around where I live and um, I'll do some intervals on it and I'll do some tempo runs on it with the aim. You know, you do, the, you do it as a race at the start and then say in two and a half months, you do it as a race again and see how your time has improved. Th th that's the kind of short-term goals I'm talking about as opposed to yeah. your daily and weekly short-term goals um, because although we can talk long-term goals in a year, that just seems so far away. But it, mm. without any races at the moment, it's good to have a goal for two to three months from now um, and that yeah. would be, you know, I'm going to do this street orienteering race. I'm, I'm going to do it, this one at the start and then I'm going to do it again at the end and I'm going to make sure this time I get instead of 18 of the 25 controls, I get 23 of the 25 controls or whatever it is that is your goal. Yeah. Um, or, you know, this hill that is two kilometres long, at the start I tested myself on it and I had to walk, you know, 30% of the time. I want by the yeah. end of two months to run 100% of it. So that's the kind of short-term goals I'm thinking that we can focus on now that we don't have yeah. specific races. <clears throat> I think it's great. And I'm like, I've been, um, and I mentioned this on the, the Strava Facebook, oh, the, the coaching Roundtable Facebook yeah. page about um, I've been out chasing, chasing some Strava segments here and there yes, last week. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And um, that's been actually quite fun because last week, I got two crowns on two different. Oh, awesome! So, yeah, both of them on different hills. One on a, a little trail. Oh, it's not that little. It's a pretty massive trail hill. I got this crown, and then um, I've still got it. But then I, I did this one on the road that's near me, seven hundred meters long, rises a fair bit. Um, I got the crown, and then two days later, one of my friends he who had the crown, he went and got it back off me. So. <laughs> It's fun, you know, like, and usually I'm like, oh, Strava crowns suck, but this, it actually it was fun. And when I got the notification, like I knew it was going to be him. And so um, they got it and he took, it's a 700 meter segment and he took 10 seconds off it. Wow. So, oh, wow. That's huge. Oh, yeah. And so I, I think I can get it back, but I'm going to have to make sure I'm ready. Like it's actually make turning it into a little race, 
because it is a um, it's sort of a, in the little, in this area, it's a known, even though it's a road hill, it's kind of a, a well-known little hill. And um, so, yeah, it's, oh, so that's my, something that I find, have been finding quite enjoyable. Um, and, you know, like we've got, a, it's a way of, that's been, that's already an existing thing. So it's, yeah, and, like and that's what I mean. There's so many avenues for people to have goals. I just hear a lot of people saying, well, I'm not motivated to run and there's no goals. There are infinite possibilities yeah. for um, creating a, a meaningful goal. You just have to be, like we discussed last time, just we have to be a little bit creative. And you know what? Running can be very creative and training can be very creative and, and working towards these goals you still need to, it gives you a purpose for having a structured, well-planned program and not just, oh, well, I'm just going to go out the door and plot again. And then you eventually just end up becoming a plotter. Whereas if you focus on a goal and they are doing sessions like we talked about, fartlek or whatever it is, or tempo, it, it, it really, it motivates you to do that and to continue on and become a better runner. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think in the current situation where, everything outside of our control is radically changing at a mm. pace we are not used to. Mm. It is the one time where running something you've probably consistently done or yeah. at least consistently wanting to do is still there and completely within your control at this point in time. It's the one thing that you can control and you should maybe spend yes. more time focusing on so as that you feel more in control. Yeah, maybe 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 less time reading the the rubbish on Facebook. Um, yeah, but, which makes you feel keeps... totally out of control. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's, and I, that's one of the reasons that I love going for a run. I am completely in control when I go for a run. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's my decision to to chase down that person or to not chase down that person or you know, to chase that butterfly that's running across the road and, you know, that sort of thing. It's, mm. that's my control. And I'm in, I have it at that point in time. That's good. Um, really good. Yeah. I, um, I guess there's, I mean, like I said, it's always changing and we all have different challenges going on. Yes. And like, as I mean, as you guys know, you know, I'm, I am finding it hard to get out the door, not, not through lack of motivation. It's more just through lack of time, you know, and um, with being at home a lot more with the kids. And I know that there's a lot of people who are having that struggle as well. And so um, it's tricky. Like there's, you know, single, single mums, single dads, mm. you know, uh, I mean, it was my, my daughter's eighth birthday yesterday and she was, um, she was, we did the best we could. We couldn't do much. Obviously she wanted to go out and party with, oh, no, you know, go and have a birthday party with all her friends, little friends, but couldn't do it. So, but, um, there's just another thing that's changed. And so, yeah, it's tricky. So I, I'm, I'm finding it hard to, to be satisfied with the, um, amount of miles I'm doing. So I'm setting a goal and this is another short term goal is that, to, to hit 50 kilometers this week, which is really low nice. for me. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I was averaging much more than that for a significant period of time and I just it all dropped off, but it, I mean, and it's going to be a struggle for me to, to get the time to get out there and do it. But I will, if I, I I'm going to set that goal, it's achievable, but it's not, um, and, and just keep, 
yeah, going from there. And I, I want to stay fit, you know. So this is a good time to look at all the different metrics that you can measure your fitness by as well. Not just speed, not just weight loss, not just, yes, yes. you know, there are lots of metrics, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like, Isabel, you're a PT so as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, I know people, you know, I always think, because uh, one of the things when I coach people is I don't, I don't talk about weight loss. Mm. I talk, I, I, that's like the, and the number on the scale is the last thing that yes. I want people to focus on. Cause if you're yeah. doing, if you're training properly, you're going to lose weight, you know, yes, like, that's right. and you're going to, and be healthy. But, um, this is another case where you have to look at different metrics. So, you know, are you able to lift more? Are you able to, you know, do a, I don't know, deadlift more or whatever. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's it. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're a runner or not. There's still many, many ways you can um, achieve your goals. Yes, yes. That's very true. Um, shall we move on to the next yep. topic? Okay. Which one are we going to do? Long-term well, let's go goals? to yours, Daniel. Oh, oh, long-term. Okay. We'll go to long-term. No, we'll go to long-term. That's fine with me. Okay. Um, well, we'll, long, we'll what's your long-term goal? What's yeah, my long-term goal? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, you you want you want to talk about long-term? How long-term are we talking? One year, okay. two years, three years, four years? As <laughs> as I as I have said to you uh, off air, and I I don't, I don't know where I put it online, but um, the fact is, I'd still like to be running when I'm ninety years of age. Good. And, Whenever I go out for a run, if I start to feel funny niggles, et cetera, or, you know, I'm in a race and I'm, and I'm pushing really hard, which I have done once and needed surgery post-race, um, you know, I've gone, hang on a second, is this really helping your long-term aim or goal? Yeah. And my, my long-term goal is that. It's to still be running at 90 now. The chance of me still being alive at 90, that's a whole different matter. But um, <laughs> especially now that, you know, that, that was a goal that I had before I had stage four cancer. And it's it's not one that I've let go of, to be quite honest. Well, um, don't ever. Good. No, yeah. it's, it's one that mm. I hold on to and, and I'm still aspiring to. But it's, it's more of those, you know, a lot of people get into running and um, or that exercise racing or whatever and they they go oh look at that that's the western states that's my big race yeah and then it, it it's the matter of uh i was only speaking to um somebody the other day and i said so what's your exit plan and we weren't talking about i wasn't referring to exit plan um as in you know how do you exit running i, I expect them to be running for their entire life but it was What's your exit plan for exiting being a professional runner, which was what I was discussing with them. And it's just that it's like, when have you hit all your goals and, and are your goals big enough that they're going to carry you through any situation? Because if a goal is strong enough, it doesn't matter what gets in your way, you'll figure out a way around it. And at the moment, there's some big stuff in the way of people's goals and all of us have exactly the same issue right now and with what's happening in the world. Yeah. So 
it's what are those bigger long-term goals? And those goals may not be goals yet. They may just be dreams. In which case, you know, what is it? What's a dream versus a goal? A, a, mm. a goal is the dream with a date on it. And that's pretty much it. So it's more of that. It's a chance to sit down and really look at what you want to do long-term out of what you're trying to achieve. And for some people that may just be, uh, certainly for myself a lot now, it's, I need to keep the mileage up because it keeps the pain levels down on my cancer. So Good goal. whenever I do anything, that's what I'm aiming for is to be able to continue to do that. Um, but longer term, I, I have a lot of um, goals that I didn't achieve before I got cancer that I'm now starting to realize that maybe I could achieve. And those are just personal ones, which are, running particular ridge lines of mountains, which I think I sent to you guys the other day, a, a ridge yep. line that I've wanted to run for a while. And I've just gone, hang on a second, as soon as this, as soon as we get some sort of relaxation in being able to get around the place, I'm going to go and do that ridge line. And also I have some um, just total mileage goals where I want to hit particular total mileages within a certain period of time. So, and I haven't hit all of those yet. Um, and so they're, they're, they're a challenge. They're a challenge whether you're healthy or not healthy. Um, yeah. So what are your longer term goals? It's probably Barkley for you, Isabel. Yes. And maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe there's something even bigger than Barkley. Um, oh, I don't know yet. Finish <laughs> Barkley? first female finisher that would be like the hugest goal ever and to me that's the ultimate goal yeah i think it's a doable goal for you if anyone oh. is that is so no now pressure. We, I, I have to ask no pressure do you, do you still do you actually have that down as a goal or do you still I, consider I that a feel, dream it, it feels more like a dream and you know it feels a bit like you know how we talk about imposter syndrome like I know you say, Daniel, oh, that's an achievable goal. But to me, I feel like me, um, like, so, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't what, know if it's an achievable goal for can me. What, can I ask, what's the difference between a, a great female runner such as yourself and, and a really great male runner in that, in that race? What makes them? Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why it's so much harder for a female. And do you know what I think it is? It's perception. And yeah. it's like the four-minute mile. Once one woman does it, yeah. I think we'll find that more women will do it. Absolutely. And, like, because it's not about being heaps fast, you know. No, I, and, and we all know from looking at Courtney DeWalter that yeah. women can – I last men on, on yeah. many endurance courses. So so what is it? It's it's confidence and belief. Okay. And ultra do, you know, running, do you know what yeah. I think it is for you, Isabel? Mm -hmm. This is this is discussing stuff on air. I, I just yeah. don't <laughs> think you believe that you have the skill set yet. And it's not yeah, the running I don't, skill I don't set. Feel you've like got I the running have... you've got the running yeah. skill set down. Mm, I, yeah. I don't think you have the other parts yes. of the skill set that you need for that race. And I totally agree. And, and that's where I don't feel confident enough to say that, yes, I could do it. Not yet. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, think it's so just a matter of you building up your, your pedigree in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm going to spend this year 
focusing on, unfortunately, all the row gains have been cancelled. So that kind of, you know, makes it harder. But I have to spend this year improving my orienteering, which once again is difficult because I can't drive anywhere to go practice it. Yeah. But um, I will be able to eventually. And, and then I'm just going to. So what I'm focusing on now, once again, talking about, say, short-term goals, goals toward a long-term goal, is becoming a stronger, better runner so that once I can drive, then I can just focus on navigation and maintaining yeah. my running. Yeah, good. And um, yeah. I think you look at these guys, I mean, I think, you know, ultra running, it's not about who can run the fastest pace. It's no. who, can, who's, who, who can slow down the least. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's like, that's one thing I'm good at is slowing yeah. down the list. Yeah. Um, but if I'm lost, fat lot of good that is for me. Yeah. It's do you know fun. that I do you know that I don't even think it's that, Daniel? I don't think ultra, like ultra ultra running, mm. um, as in going what? long over, time. Over yeah, days. It's it's over days. It's not about mm. like, ultra running if it's just a straight line race or it's Western States which, you know, it has an aid station every, what, five miles? Yeah. Um, that, that type of racing is just out and out speed. You're either going to have speed or you're not going to have speed. But the type of adventure type racing where we take out the, the speed factor and we put in other skill sets, in that yeah. case, it's, it's about knowing yourself well enough to be able to plan for your personal ups and downs mm. and to get around those because we've all got different ones. We've all got different issues. For example, I work incredibly hard on nutrition um, and making sure my nutrition is spot on. And that's pretty much because, you know, I've had a large section of my intestine taken out. And if my nutrition isn't spot on, I'm just going to end up dead on this. Well, I know that I can, I can run to the point of blacking out. Um, so I know I can push hard enough to do that. It's then a matter of keeping the fuel up and then working out when do I need to sleep and, and when do I need to stop and let everybody else go past, knowing that later on I'll be able to catch them. Yeah. Because, yes. you know, and, and that's about oh, knowing yourself well enough. Patience as well. Yeah, that's being yeah. patient knowing how to be patient. And I th and you do, you see that in the more experienced runners is the ones, oh, there's, this, there's this guy here in South Australia, I, I won't say his name, he's in his late 50s and he just, he's an ultra runner, just keeps charging. It's a guy named Howard. I'll, I'll, I was going to say, just say his name if he's yeah. that good. Anyway, I'll say Howard Norton, phenomenal runner. You may have met him. He's, I don't know, he's getting close to 60 and since, ever since I've lived in in Adelaide, running trail races and stuff here, I've always I've never beaten him. I've never in any over whether it be a fifteen kilometer trail run or a one hundred k or whatever. But the crazy thing is, he's a notor not notorious, famously slow starter. Like he will be close yep. to the back. It doesn't even matter if it's a short well, race. That's what I'm he's, like. Yep. And then, but then he just. And, I, and there's this race here, Durabilla, which I've done a bunch of times. It's a big one. It, like three years in a row, he overtook me 50, exactly 15 kilometers into the race. <laughs> like yeah. every, and it's like, oh, here he comes again. And it's like, it's just like deja vu. And so, because he knows himself and like he's done in some, he did a really great run at UTMB. He was the first Australian 
at UTMB oh, awesome. last year. Yeah, like he beat all these. Uh, sorry, was he one? Oh, one maybe first. Anyway, he was up there. Anyway, um, but um, it just yeah that that patience that comes with with age, I think as well. So um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting. We've gotten really into the what is ultra running kind of question, haven't we? <laughs> it's, well, it's, um, it is. It's just about it's it's about hitting those dreams, and those dreams for a lot of people are bigger races or longer races, or it might be mm. you know that that one-off race that's going to cost a small fortune for you because you're going to have to travel there, then you have to book accommodation. In some cases, you have to hire a a car and take a crew with you, you know, these are massive undertakings. Um, And so, you know, to have all of the skills that you're going to need to make that expense, whether it's time and effort or it is actual money, but that, that expense and that dedication to have it all there it takes years sometimes to develop that or to just to find the other people that you need on your team to make that happen for you personally. A lot of the time, you know, it's very rare that you do an ultra run by yourself, you know, like you, you're physically running by yourself, but you've probably employed a coach. You've probably spoken to a thousand people, listened to a billion podcasts, tried a heap of different products, et cetera, until you've refined it down well enough to be able to um, actually do that one big event. And that's what I mean by longer term. It's sitting down and going, right, what are the skills that I am missing that I need to make that dream a goal and then reality? Now's the time to tackle that. Oh, but yeah, yeah, interesting. It's uh, no, it's uh, interesting. Interesting, interesting. My, can I share my goal? My long absolutely, goal? yeah. So yeah, so obviously I'm, I'm not Barclays or anything, but my goal has always been, from when I was a kid, um, was to run. Oh, it's it's really weird saying big goals out loud, and it, it's like you just it's it it's is scary, isn't it? Question. Yeah. It is. No, and, yeah. and it's not something I've ever, uh, this one I've never really talked about, but I've always wanted to run across Australia and from East Coast oh, to West cool. Coast. Or, yeah. But like, um, I remember when I first sort of got right into ultra running, I was really fascinated with uh, Pat Farmer. You know, I don't know if you, you guys both yeah, know who Patty is. Yeah. Yeah. Pat. And like, I just, he's, when he ran pole to pole, and he, I know he's done a bunch of stuff around Australia, and I'm pretty sure he's run across Australia. And I He's certainly thought, run across the Simpson Desert a few times. Yeah. And I just, ah, oh, I don't know, just the appeal. And it might be shit house, you know, it might, it might be a terrible experience running all the way across, across the country. But again, it might be the adventure of a lifetime, you know, like I sort of think, you know, what would I, what would I need to do? I wouldn't, I'm not out to, to set any records or just, I just would be nice to do it, you know, take the, like there's a, this dream one day, Get get a big um get the family when the kids are a bit older, put them in a what is it a big camper van and we, they're my support crew and we just have a family adventure, but and but you know who knows who knows, um but that that's sort of a pipe dream, but um 
Yeah, and that run across the Simpson Desert looks interesting. I know you're interested in that kind of thing. Why? Why uh, do you think it's a, a pipe dream? It might not be. I mean, it doesn't. It I know. Might not be so I, I think be because it's years. just massive. That's massive. It is. It massive. is massive. Yeah. With a family, that's a massive thing to yeah. yeah oh, look at. You could you could aim for ten to fifteen years from now. You know, that's exactly. Fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm only forty. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not dead yeah. yet. And I, I could. Um, yeah, look, and with with or without the family, obviously, at the moment, my my life is very family focused because of course, because that's yeah. your stage of life. Yeah, and so um, but you know, and it is. It's like um, you know, it would just would be a really interesting thing. I think you know, you, you watch. I remember watching Forrest Gump as a kid. That may have triggered it. You know, I know Forrest Gump mm -hmm. influenced a lot of people. And I mean, for a while, I thought it was amazing, and then I thought that's kind of ridiculous. And then I saw like there was some video that came out recently about some guy broke down the impossibility of Forrest Gump's run. And um, so anyway, but no, aside from that, it's just an amazing concept, you know, just to run from one ocean to the other ocean. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, like you say, there's no, no goals too lofty and it's achievable. I mean, I'm not like I'm saying it would just be hard. Like I, yeah. I think about, yeah. and it might be hard. The hardest thing would be getting started. I think um, getting well, I think once I started, it would be one of these things that would just be like, no time limit, just get it done when I get it done. And, um, you know, I mean, for many years, my ultimate goal was to 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 run into the Olympic Stadium to win a gold medal in the marathon. And, I mean, I feel like this that's a more unrealistic goal than this. And yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of – those are the goals that every kid has. The same as some kids might have a, a goal of kicking the – the match winning goal during the AFL um, grand final, or some people might have the goal of winning a marathon or, or whatever. And so, yeah, I guess my long, my ultimate goal would be to run across Australia. For about awesome. I can't wait to hear about it when you do it. I'll give it a shot. And, and also, yeah, it's good to dream. And no, it and certainly I, and is. what I was going to say, actually, the diff for me, the difference between a dream and a goal is a goal is a dream that with a plan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So at the moment it is just a dream because I've got I've not put any plans to it. But yeah, so I think um, we've got to you want to make got to make shit happen. You got to plan. Um, my dad always used to say, "No one, if you what is it about failing? Oh, if you aim for nothing, you'll hit that every time." <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so that's that's that. That's it's good. It's long term, short term goals covered. Um, is there any more on that topic, or shall we move on? No, let's move on. Yeah, the power of the power of the taper and the power of recovery. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. Like generally, when I do a taper, so if I'm tapering, I just go back to my last race. I probably dropped down. Um, from my top mileage of about was a bit over a hundred kilometers a week to mm -hmm. um, going down. I dropped 20% off each week for, for two or two weeks. Um, I think 20 or 30% of my mileage dropped off. And by the time though the last week I felt pretty rested and um, but, and that, and that's what we generally do. That's a pretty stock standard um, uh, uh, kind of approach to a taper, but Lately, yeah. uh, after this break, I feel really fit and fast. And so, and it's been, I've had a couple of weeks where I haven't really run much. And I just sort of think maybe I need to rethink 
the my taper or how how else or can maybe we... your level of um of kilometers normally do yeah. you think or not what do you mean like whether too much whether whether may is maybe 100 too much or or given the the, the demands on your life um do you know what i mean yeah, I know what you mean. But the thing is, like I often say, I will generally average only around 80 kilometres a week. Oh, okay. And, yeah, so which is not heaps. But and then I'll, I'll go up a bit towards the um, to, towards the peak mileage, which would be about 100K. If I'm running a 100K race, it'll generally, I think, so only about oh, four or five weeks in March, about four weeks ago, I ran my biggest week in – um, this year, which was only 116 kilometers. And so, um, and then since then, then the whole thing, the pandemic thing took off and I haven't run over 50 kilometers <laughs> since then. And so, um, but I feel really fit and fast still. I don't think that I've got the endurance though. If I went out to run a hundred kilometer race today, I don't think I would have the same endurance. I can run faster. Do you know that I, I honestly think that you would surprise yourself. Think? I think you, I yeah I I really do believe that forty to fifty kilometers a week is sufficient for someone to do an eighty to hundred k race. Yeah, and do well at it. It's really interesting. Yeah, which I, I want to hear more. Um, I just I I I've always thought. I mean, a lot of people who go come to me for coaching and they say I want to run a hundred mile race. And so they've got this idea that they've got to run at least a hundred miles a week, and it's not necessarily true. You know, if you if you've never done that kind of distance before in training, you know, it's not necessary, is it? No, the dif- the difference is it's the recovery afterwards. Yeah. So you can push that hard because it's to do a hundred k race. Once you get past thirty two k, it's in your head. Before mm, then, yeah. yeah it's, before then, I agree it's fitness, but after that, then it's just in your head. You've already got the fitness there. It's a, it's a matter of putting one foot in front of the other and repeating and accepting the fact that everything hurts, everything burns. You're probably getting a blister. You're probably getting chafe. Um, you have to keep eating properly. It's that if you've got all that other stuff in there, you know, you know that you need to eat. You know that you need to have salt coming in. Um, if it's a hot race or, you know, if you've got all your nutrition and everything right, you will make a hundred Ks, but then afterwards you have to take the time off to recover, to get back up. Whereas someone who was already running a hundred Ks, their body knows what that's going to be like. They're probably going to go through just as much discomfort and pain, but they're going to recover in a shorter period of time and be able mm. to get back up to decent mileage. And that's what I think the difference is. I I think that, you know, beyond beyond that distance of sort of 40 to 50Ks a week, you then, you're just improving your ability to recover and maintain endurance or to run a few races each year instead of just one race that year, it, that yeah. type of deal. So I think that you would be able to, and you might even find that you run it even faster because you are so well rested that you can actually keep a higher pace, but afterwards you're going to have a bigger 
dip into yeah. your and you're going to go into your reserves a lot harder and that's what yeah. you need to come back from what's your thoughts isabel oh, sorry just run that by me again sorry i just had to um was just quickly doing something there sorry sorry i just had another call coming through and i was trying to get rid of it before i cut you off so running 40 to 50 kilometers a week and doing an a hundred k ultra off that Um, what do you think the ramifications of doing that are i I think you need to do more kilometers per week there you go. So two sides of the fence there. Yeah. So Ashley, mm. Ashley believes that it's possible to do it with less. With I, the, with... I would think more um, sort of around 80 Ks a week. Mm. I yep. just, 40 to 50 is not a lot of Ks. No, it's not. No, it's, I, I, I tend to agree with you, Isabel. And I think mm. where I am in the short term, I think what Ashley's getting at is for me right now in the, this little phase where i haven't gone over 50 kilometers for a few weeks is all right if i was doing this for the next three or four months i don't i wouldn't even attempt a 100k race i wouldn't even attempt a marathon you know Uh, and i I kind of would you agree that kind of 40 to 50 k's is kind of a sort of maintenance yes i definitely think it's maintenance and i definitely think you're pushing the limits I think you've got to dig a lot deeper in the race than you would if you had yeah. done more kilometers than that. But I definitely think that you can run a very long race on shorter mileage. Mm. I've, um, I've absolutely, and look, I'm coming off the back of sort of 12 months of just of racing, tapering, racing, tapering without any break, you know, in between. Mm. And my overall mileage has stayed fairly steady. You know, like I haven't, um, this is the longest, this is the longest break of any sort I've had. Even when I, when I, um, in July last year or late in June, I had a, um, like a suspected stress fracture in my femur. That's right. And, um, uh, and yep. I even coming out of it, I came out of that quicker than I've come out of this because I was yeah. so focused on coming, getting yeah. back into it. I, I did all the rehab properly. I did all the, um, I did all the extra extracurricular stuff, I might call it, you know, the strength and rehabilitation. And, and then um, I just, um, but yeah, so like, I'm just, I'm actually looking at my Strava right now. So back then I only had two or maybe four weeks where I ran under 50 kilometers a week. And then by the fifth week, I was up to 50 kilometers and it was all very gentle. And then I was... Look, mm. Yeah, I mean, I know when I was training for a marathon, I was doing 130Ks a week on yeah. average. Yeah. And that's for a marathon. Yeah. And I think I'm not mar- saying that you have to exponentially increase that for 100Ks, like you're not doing, you know, 200Ks a week. But I think the the minimum, if you want to do, you know, and, and not have it be a miserable suffer yeah. fest, I yeah. think you need to do minimum 80Ks a week. I recommend probably more. Yeah, yeah, but it's a build, it's a steady build, you know, and like, and that's where like yes, I'm, yes, I think yes, I'm, yes. Where, I think where I'm at right now is I feel like all the fitness that I've got from the last few months are like um, just still there. All that fitness is still yes, there. Yes, of course. And I mean, I would yeah. lose it. I'm essentially detraining right now. If you look, I'm going to quote um, old mate Arthur Lydiard, who um, yeah. you know a lot of people have 
you know, he's one of the grandfather, the godfathers of, of coaching, you know, he would have a five to 10 week aerobic period where he's, where aerobic base building period where he'd get mm. all his runners to run a minimum of a hundred miles a week. And that was in even, yeah. the even like the 800 meter runners, you know, if you're running. Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to get at is that yeah. it's not the distance of your race that, no. that should determine it's, it's the, you know, the ability of the body to adapt and to improve. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, and just um, aerobic capacity is the most difficult thing. Oh, mm. not the most difficult. It's the thing that takes the, the longest to, to build and you need to give it that time to build. And so like if you go, so Lydiard's approach is 10 weeks aerobic base building, yeah. massive, massive mileage, but a very easy pace, two to four weeks yeah. of, of just hill training you know, yeah. um, just focusing on hill sprints and things like that. So low, lower mileage um, and then anaerobic development for another two to four yeah. weeks. So speed stuff on the track and then integration week for like four weeks where it's basically bringing it all together. And then yeah. that's, a, you could almost call that like a taper period in its sense because mm. it's coming into the taper period. Like, so, cause we were talking about Robert DiCostello off air and he's a great case study because he would run epically huge mileage and then um, he would literally cut his mileage in half for that last eight weeks, you know, like um, yeah. just bring it right down. And he was an incredibly fast marathon runner. I mean, he was a fast, he was fast over everything from 10,000 meters, you know, so it, I, I, yeah. I just also feel that, you know, talking about Lydiard and, and the long base building period is, is that is one aspect that many runners want to um, forego. They want to go straight to the speed work because that's where they see yeah. short term, lots of improvements and it's more fun and, you know, it, it you look, gets more you look kudos and stuff. It looks so good when you're running fast too. Yeah, Everyone that's looks, right. But ultimately... <laughs> Um, it, it, that's very short term. And, and as you said with Lydiard, like he doesn't spend a lot of time on the, the, the speed work. Most of the time is spent on building a huge base because it's like, it's like trying to build a house without having stumps in, you know, the, the, the base is the stumps. Yeah. So this realistically, real, realistically, this period right now, we sort of, hang on, we've deviated away from yep. tapering. It's an optimal period <laughs> to really build a good base. If you have, if you're, and, and that's so, what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's look, I, I want to get back out and get my base back up there more. Yeah. Um, but it, I guess my biggest thing is my observation that I'm suddenly feeling really fast. You know, like my, like I've yeah. been doing a lot of runs where I'm not looking at my watch and um, just for fun and then just still running by feel and then looking down at the end going, wow, I was much quicker than I realised because I was – and I, I realised it's because of the, the, the fitness that I've got. Like I haven't put on any weight or anything like that yet. And so, um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. But um, maybe this is a – I might set myself an eight-week or ten-week goal of running an X number of easy kilometres going into that the pyramid that Arthur Lydiard talked about. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, get some this mileage. Might be the opportunity yeah, I mean, I, to do I, those I, I hill love... repeats and sprints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, and and Lydiard, I mean, like, it, I love I love all his stuff. And there's many different ways to get training done. But I am a big believer in building a base. And that's a that's fundamental. It doesn't matter who the mm. whether you look that's at Jack right. Daniels, Lydiard, yep. or some of the more modern coaches. 
that is fundamental. That and and you're right. So many people try and build build their house on a, mm. a foundation of just speed work, you know, or yeah, just which you cannot do. No, yeah. And so you've got to you've got to you just Google it. There's so many. There's no excuse. It's accountability. And so yeah. Mm. But you know, and then really taking the. I think it, I know one thing I've learned is after this period when I do get back into racing. I'm going to take my taper a little bit more seriously and really approach the taper yeah. um, as a, a better opportunity to rest hard and to run, mm. um, to really take it properly, you know. Like, I, I, I don't know, maybe rethink it a little bit and go back to the, the drawing board. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a really, uh, it is a good time for, for base, for building that base up. And because yeah, and, and one thing I've also noticed is um, because I've got so much less to do um, and talking about recovery is the power of sleep. I'm getting so much more sleep because there's only yeah. so much Netflix I can watch. So <laughs> you know, I'm so bored. I end up just going to bed. And yeah. um, but honestly, I am feeling so much better. And also yeah. because I've kind of done everything, I am spending more time in the couch. I'm not, you know, working all day, then racing around like a headless truck, doing stuff that really at the end of the day doesn't matter. Um, I'm spending more time just recovering and resting. And it's like, it makes me think that maybe I'm being busy a lot of the time for the sake of being busy, not for any yeah. real worth. And that maybe I need to try and take this into the new normal. <clears throat> I, yeah. I actually, I wrote that to somebody yesterday that I think mm. people are starting to figure out that they're just busy for the sake of being busy. Yes. It's almost been a point of pride. Oh, how are you? Yes. Oh, I'm so busy. Well, now it's like, well, none of us can say that, really, not many. It's best, it's best. Yeah, absolutely. And, right. and what's the value in being busy? What is it? There is no value in just being busy. No, no, there's no – being busy just for the sake of being busy has zero value whatsoever. It's just a waste. Yeah, it is a complete um, waste. And and I'm really recognising that now and – and I've always said sleep's important, but I'm really noticing it and really noticing how important it is. Not just sleep, but just general rest of just chilling and doing nothing, which is actually mentally resting as well. Absolutely. Yep. Um, the, um, the, the book, I, I think I've mentioned this book a few times. It's called um, Good to Go. Um, and yes, it's, yes, it's, yes, it's, yes. What woman goes and this lady tries, tries all these recovery techniques. You know, some of them are That's like right. every, Everything from an Epsom salts bath to cryotherapy to like having a bath in red wine or like all these things that have been talked about. <laughs> what and, like, a waste of, them, of red wine. I know. Some of them are crazy. Could have been some vinegar. of them are really good. Yeah. And, yeah but the, at the end of the day, and then she, she tries them out and then she looks at the research behind them as well. And so it's a really good book in that regard. Um, good to go. But the thing that the, the, and I've mentioned this before, the one thing that, had the most proven success for athletic performance was good sleep. Sleep, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not getting enough good, sleep. Good sleep, enough. good nutrition. Yeah, yeah, and yes. They, they can, That's yeah, what I reckon. Same. And they're both basically free at the end of the day. That's exactly yeah. right. And then you get out and you can train harder because you're rested yeah. and you've got and you've got the fuel on board for your, you know, like and your body, your body's fully recovered because you've eaten properly. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, tapering. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna have a. a I might go back to, and read a bit more of Lydiard's work again. I, I used to read. I've read quite a mm. lot of it, but Lydiard and, and yeah. Jack Dane. Even though these guys are sort of like more focused on your marathon runners and your track runners, 
there's so many fundamentals that are across the board, you know, that are really good for the physiology of athletes, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Mm, very interesting. I love all this stuff, you know, like yeah, going, get, get, yeah. getting into the nuts and bolts of, uh, of, of training and, and coaching. So, yeah. But anyway, I think we've covered everything. I think we have. I think we've done a good job yep. of covering it. Oh, we're brilliant. Yep. We're, blood, we're bloody brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you know? If we do we say it. so ourselves. Absolutely. That's it. No, um, <laughs> no, good job, team. So, in, um, so Ashley's long-term goal. What was your long-term goal? Running ridge lines and running. Yeah, look, they're just personal and, and goals of, 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 of. I want to be still running when I'm ninety, and then my other goals are just ones that I've had since I was a kid. Where, you know, I, I looked off into the distance and went, "Oh, geez, I'd love to run to there via that." Yeah. So. Those goals, they're, they're not racing goals. They're just, you know, yeah. and you know what, like, like we said, it uh, doesn't have to be racing goals, you know, and like it just doesn't. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we've all, we're going to keep, just keep moving forward. I'm loving, can you just say the short term, in the short term goal aspect, what was the name of that app? Um, um, there's probably it's similar Matt ones available. Yeah, Map Run F. Now, obviously, that will be available for everyone. Whether or not different states have street orienteering on it, I don't know. But if you just Map Run F and then you click Events Near Me, and hopefully your local organisation will have organised some of that sort of stuff. And it's it's awesome. And you know, and then once things go back to uh, some stage of normal, you can um, join you know street orienteering races, and uh, and and that's a lot of fun too. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And, and I, there's a, the orienteering and row gaining here in South Australia is very popular as it's probably very yeah. popular everywhere, but, um, yeah. I've never, I need to do, that's something I might do in the future when those events pop up again. Um, but yeah, so, and, um, Isabel, you're going to do Barclays and finish that. Oh, hang on, yeah. just, well, just, yeah. just on Barclays. Not well. Is, yes, you are. And you just, yeah. oh, well, I'm just more concerned down. whether the borders will be open Internationally, Eventually. by then, it well, might not be. Even if, even if they're not, Barclay will continue. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I'm yeah. in for next year. But I guarantee, even if it doesn't go ahead next year, there'll there'll be a place for international competitors, like in, in future years, because you know, they, Laz obviously sees that there's an. Um, I mean, it's an international race. You know, like yeah. how many? If, if oh, you yeah. took out all all the international athletes, there wouldn't be as many. I don't know. No. It, I mean, it might be a while. I don't think there's going to be borders opening for a while. We won't go into that. But I'd, either way, let's just assume that it's going to. This situation is going to get yes. better, and, and yeah. we're you're, we're all going to run. And just correct me on one thing. I don't know if this is an April Fool's prank, but is it, is Barclays now going to be have a sixth lap, or is that just a joke? Have you heard that? I one? have never I'm, heard of a six flat. I'm going to guess that that's a joke. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that's I'll, a joke. There were a few jokes around April uh, on April Fool's Day yeah. about that. I know that Gary Robbins and, and Jamil Corey said that they purchased. Yes. Did you see that one? They purchased the Barclays. Yes, that was, that was a good one. They, how they were going to have, uh, you know, GPSs on each person and, you know, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and no, that was not about, true. And there was going to be a resort built. It was, it was, a, yeah. it was over the top. Like, have you seen? Like, haven't they actually? already built the resort? It's just got wire around it. 
<laughs> no, that was going to be turned into like they were going to have live music there. You should watch the video. It's uh, it's pretty funny. And like it, yeah. I watched it, it was very funny. I had a good yeah. chuckle. Over the, it's like it goes. It's pretty much the exact opposite of what the Barclays is about. Yeah, um, exactly. It went yeah. to full commercialization. Yeah, no, it's good. I um, but no, very good. Well, way to go, team. So we'll um, I'm, we'll keep running. But I'm gonna. I feel. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'm gonna say this publicly. I felt really shit at the start of this conversation because I, it's been a rough few weeks here yeah. at home, and, um, with everything and just me not being able to get out. I feel heaps better after this chat. So thank you guys. Oh, excellent. It's a yeah. pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's um. So I'm going. My my goal for this week is, well, my main goal is to try and get out every day. Just even if it's yeah. only for five kilometers, I just want to get out. Yes. And That's because it. I'm so limited on time, and um, if I can get out every day this week, then I know that I can get out every day next week, um, and then, yeah. and then I can start to look at my planning a bit better. And um, you know, I, I follow a person online, well, on Instagram, um, and she, on average, runs between one and three miles a day, mostly just one mile. But she's yep. done it for years and years and years. She's never missed a day, but just one yep. mile—that's it. Mm, like yeah. that's, yeah. you know, it's better. It's look, I say that to my athletes a lot. One one kilometer is better than no kilometers. Um, yeah. and, and quite often once you get your shoes on and it's, I guess it's not even, I, I, for me, I don't think it's, it's not motivation at the moment. It is literally a time, the time constraints. And I, and that's, yeah. I think the hardest thing is just the, the being needed by other people at home. And so, yeah. which obviously I'm going to put my family before my running and I know we all do, but like it just, my kids are at a really needy point in their life <laughs> you know they're little yeah and so but you know i think the whole run streak thing is a good idea too um i didn't mention that before I, there's a guy doing a thing where you run a kilometer or a mile for the day of the month that you're on so one one kilometer on the first two kilometers on the second and oh, yeah, so i've on. seen that done a few times yeah yeah oh, okay yeah yeah It'd be pretty. It'd be frustrating up until you got about halfway through the month, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Having to just stop in the you know the first few weeks would be really tough. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's end it here. This is turning into a long yep. one, but um, thank yeah, you again. Yep. Uh, and uh, I will say farewell to the the uh, our listeners. Listener. Uh, yep. All listeners. All right. See you later. Thank Thank you for listening. Cheers, team. I really enjoyed this discussion and it was interesting that it helped Daniel feel better. I hope it did the same for you. Now, I know I said last podcast that my next podcast, which would be this one, would be an interview with Mike Wardian. Um, I did have that done, but the sound quality was not so good. So I'll be re-recording the interview with him this week and putting it out on hopefully Friday. I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. So seeing as um, I have a bit of extra time, if you have any questions you'd like me to ask him, DM me on socials or send me an email, isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au and let me know your questions. I would love your input. I can't promise I'll get to all of them depending on how many questions I get, but I will definitely try. Also, please don't forget to get on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the podcast become more visible and helps me attract more high-profile guests. I have a few... um, organized so it's some exciting times coming up thank you so much for your support 
I really think this quarantine time is a great time to do a life audit. We really have to look for the positives in the negatives. And one way of doing this is thinking about and, and re-evaluating what you have been doing. And how long have you been telling yourself you're going to focus more on your training, become more, you know, consistent with your training, that sort of thing? How often have you thought about how much you want to do a certain race, but haven't because you feel like you're nervous or you're thinking you haven't, you're just not organised enough and it's too much for you? Well, why don't you spend this time now to really focus on getting ready specifically for that race? And this begins with making sure that you have structured, well-planned and focused training. And I can help you with that. Email me at isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au and let's get your training moving in the right direction. Have a great week of training. Stay safe, stay fit, look after your loved ones and remember we are all in this together.